This is Doug Ingersoll from Carmel, Indiana, DSIIND on the boards, and live from the Bob Varley Studios in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Hello and welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for the week of September 28th, 2011. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Kathy Worling, Teresa Eccles, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi, Walter Eccles, and Max the Intern, back in the Peanut Gallery. In this week's show, the team will discuss this year's Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Orlando. Teresa and Kathy talk about facing their fears at Walt Disney World. And our very own Dave Parfit has his most recent interview this week with Vern Yip from uh, Home and Garden Television. And those of you who ever watched uh, Trading Spaces, uh, Vern was one of the designers, one my favorite designer. I love Vern Yip. So He's really. actually one of the judges on Design Star also, the show that just ended. Okay. And he's that too. All that plus this week's news and roundtable rapid fire on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the show, everybody. A um, couple things in housekeeping. Um, I got a few emails this week about my comments regarding Avatar at Animal Kingdom. Hmm. Um, people were, uh, you know, questioning my sanity. And saying that this was a master stroke, that Avatar wasn't that good a film, and you know there have been other more successful films. Okay, really? No, it really is the highest box office film in history. Uh, that's number one. But that has nothing to do with why I think this is a good idea. The reason I think this is a good idea is because the intellectual property itself, the idea of it, the elements of it, are just so rich with creativity that when handed over to Disney Imagineers, they will create something extraordinary. The Mummy was a great film. It wasn't a blockbuster. It didn't break records. But it has remained one of, if not the most popular attraction at Universal Orlando since it was opened. Because they took... A, a an intellectual property that was rich with creative opportunity and created a really cool attraction out of it. Something like Avatar in the hands of Disney Imagineers is going to be unbelievable. I don't care whether you like the movie or not. It doesn't matter whether you like the movie or not. Let's see what they create. I am bang I'm putting my money on Disney Imagineers to really put something unbelievable together with this. You're talking as I said last week it's John Lasseter and James Cameron. These are two of the greatest creative minds of their generation are going to be working together with a $500 million budget to put something together. I don't know. I'm thinking this is going to be cool. So I'm definitely hoping for the best on this, but mm-hmm. I'm just going to have to wait to see with more de- when more details come out. I think, I think everyone, everyone will be any, any naysayer. Any naysayer about this is going to be uh, surprised. There's a lively discussion about it on the boards, and I think people have come up with some good uh, ideas, good and pro and con, not good and bad. And I think 
It's developed a well, lot. I just can't imagine what the con would be. I mean, well, the story, animal, animal the story itself is kind of lame. I mean, it's been done before. It's Fern Gully. Fern Gully had the same story. It was a cartoon 30 years ago, 20 mm-hmm. years ago. So it's kind of, you know, the same story. So what you've got then is I you, doubt it, it may have – the premise may be similar, but – I, I doubt very seriously the depth of uh, the depth of the storytelling. I haven't seen Ferngully, so I don't know. But um, I thought the depth of the storytelling on Avatar was wonderful. Um, and I think there's people like me who, but I again, I it doesn't it was kind matter. Of simplistic. It, that simply doesn't matter. It is a creative, rich environment, and you're going to be putting two of the most creative people in the world, along with half a billion dollars, in the same room. How can this not turn out awesome? If it doesn't, then they should both be shot, because that would be that, that would be in, in, well to quote a, a, a news anchor this week throwing up all over themselves. Did you hear that about Rick Perry in the debates? He threw up all <laughs> the Fox News guy said he threw up all over himself. I thought it was hysterical, but irrespective, <laughs> you know I, that's what that's my point is that whether you like. Uh, whether you like the story or you thought it was, you know, all just a big 3D thing or whatever, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because that has nothing to do with this. It has nothing to do with this. There is so much creative inspiration inside that movie for them to pull from and create amazing attractions. And that's what they're in the business of. They're not trying to recreate the movie. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether you like the movie. It doesn't matter. You know whether you whether you you know thought the movie had a great storyline or anything else. It's the elements in the movie that are really creative that can be taken by Imagineers, drawn out, redeveloped, reimagined, put into a theme park setting. You know, look at how much uh, they they've already done in the parks, whether it's Universal or 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 uh, Disney World, um, with mediocre properties. And created great attractions out of them. So it doesn't matter how good the movie is, per se. I'm not saying they take a crappy movie and, you know, let's make a roller coaster out of it. But, <laughs> you know, this, all, this is not, you know. Uh, okay, ha- Wizarding World of Harry Potter is a great example. These were incredibly successful movies, have a huge fan base. And that certainly doesn't hurt. But what, what's actually in the park isn't a recreation of the movie, per se. It's they've taken creative elements from it. And reimagined it into a theme park setting. And they did it incredibly well. They didn't launch it well. They didn't manage it well. But they did it well. That's what I think is going to happen with Avatar. So I'm on the record. I'm on the record, folks. September 27th. I'm on the record. This is what I think is going to happen with it. And we'll see whether I'm right or not. Mark this day. Are you going to say something? I've not seen the movie yet. No, I haven't either. I guess I need. To, I watched about two minutes of it the other day, and the creepy blue people kind of <laughs> creeped you out. Are they people or are they like? Why don't you watch them? Watch the movie. Okay, well, tried. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the ride where Sigourney Weaver turns into the tree. That's my, that's my favorite part of the. Where Sigourney Weaver dies. Yeah, that's my favorite oh, part. Of the spoiler movie. alert! <laughs> if you haven't seen the movie. I have a few things in housekeeping. Um, I wanted to let everybody know about Ferris's Step Up for Down Syndrome Walk. If you're a friend on Facebook, you probably already received an invite. If you're on the boards, you've probably already seen uh, the thread. This is October 15th uh, from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. Most of you know Ferris has Down Syndrome. This will be his third walk. He'll actually be walking this year. So everything benefits the, the Down Syndrome Association of Central Florida. We do 
Ferris and all his friends and family members do benefit from this through resources and education and tons of things they do with uh, for kids with Down syndrome. If you want to walk with us, you're invited. We're going to have a tent set up. We're going to have chairs um, for everybody to sit, food. I'll probably have mimosas out there, donuts. This is a festival atmosphere. There are games. There's music. And it's a one-mile walk around Lake Eola. So if you want to walk with us, the... We'll have a, sh- a link in the show notes. The link's too long, but I did create a tiny URL. It's tinyurl forward slash Ferris Martin 2011. So if you want to walk with us, great. If you want to donate, you can do that at the URL. So. I want to litter. I want to be carried around the, <laughs> around the link. I thought you meant you wanted to litter, like throw things out garbage <laughs> that out too. as you walk. From my litter, I will litter. Yeah. I hope it's a cool day. Yeah. I have a housekeeping also. I gave some misinformation apparently. I suggested that Laurence Olivier was the last person interred in Westminster Abbey. It's been pointed out to me that the wife of the man who wrote the world's most famous tuba concerto was interred. In okay, the last person we care about that was interred. <laughs> I didn't want to correct Abbey. you on the show. So you knew about the tuba concerto widow. <laughs> could I? Could I guess who maybe told you that? No, no guessing. <laughs> That'll just encourage him. Yes. Oh Lord! Okay. The wife we know who the that man is. who wrote the most famous tuba concerto was interred in 2007. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just wanted to be accurate. Okay. Wow. I you know for all intents and purposes you had it right the first time. So <laughs> the last time anybody we've heard of was buried. <laughs> Anyone we cared about. Thank you, Kevin. Anything else for housekeeping? Yeah, one more time, I want to thank everyone for all the prayers and well wishes for Max the dog, who is finally home for good, we believe. And we hope so, because he was back in the hospital uh, shortly after we recorded uh, our show last week. Uh, Couldn't get any food into him, couldn't get any water into him. So he spent the weekend at uh, an extraordinarily expensive spa, um, which is what I'm calling the hospital. And uh, they, they they got him eating and drinking and he's he's doing much much better we're very very happy to have him home wow. so i'll right. say something um kathy and i's uh two chicks for give kids the world will be going up soon and yeah. we're in, in training so. for yeah. our muddy buddy oh cool mm-hmm. <laughs> also as what? long as we're along that line uh the animal kingdom lodge villa meet is monday night october 3rd Starting at about 6 o'clock. John and I will be there. And they're going to do fundraisers for Give Kids the World. And a silent auction. And they'll be dancing and singing and things along that line. Dancing so, and singing. What is oh. it? What do you do train? Well, the bike is out of the garage. And I rode it up and down the driveway a little bit. <laughs> so I'm... Now, Max, what I want you to do when she's out riding her bike... I want you to be hiding at certain points, and I want you to throw mud on her. Okay? No, I want you to film every second of this. And I want a montage to Rocky. No. Oh, yeah. There's no big steps to run up. And she trains with If the there one. are, we're going to avoid them. Yeah, really. But it's a worthwhile cause. And Absolutely. So are you both going to bike ride? Well, don't we both have yeah, to do it in the... take turns. Is it like I'm kind yeah, of unclear you, in the whole you, thing? You take two of you wrestle in the mud. No, no. I'll be like, one, if I one of you is going to be running, mud. one's going to be running. But we the switch bike. off, right? Right. Yeah. So it's like a tag team. So once you've ridden your bike, you've got to wait till I run to that spot to get the bike, or can she take off running? No. How does that work? You can take off, but at the end, 
we have to wait for each other to enter the mud pit. So you're going to be waiting for me? Yeah. Lounging by the mud pit. I think you should get a sidecar. <laughs> Ooh. We'll I just our way. Yeah. As long as there's not a time restraint and there's doctors on hand in case I need help. The, the spectators are only going to wait so long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it should be. Uh, I don't know. We got to work on our. Stella's working on the design for our T-shirts for the two chicks who don't walk, ride, or exercise, or whatever. Whatever. <laughs> the long, compass is everything. It's not a tiny URL. I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but very cool. Very cool. Looking forward to that. This should be fun. Also, October first is the Dallas meet. Yes. Yep. It's in like Fruit Ledge or something like that. I don't really grapevine. <laughs> grapevine. <laughs> Fruit Ledge. <laughs> I knew it was. <laughs> Fruit Ledge, Texas. Grapevine. Grapevine. And I have my first photo walk with one of the people that uh, wanted up in Massachusetts. We're doing that October the 3rd. Wow, busy, we're gonna, busy. I think we're going to start auctioning off uh, some hotel reviews with Walter and I for next year. Did they stay in your room? No. <laughs> no, but they can, we'll, you know, we'll get them a room and... You can join us for our review and, you know, maybe even join us on the show for the review. Maybe. I don't know. I'll think about maybe. it. Maybe. So, anything else for housekeeping? Going once, going twice. Johnny with the news. Malfunctioning magic carpets at Disneyland. Oh, I saw this. On Sunday afternoon during a Disney's Aladdin, a musical spectacular at California Adventure, uh, the magic carpet malfunctioned and left Aladdin and Jasmine hanging above the crowd by their harnesses. Are you kidding? <laughs> the 4.45 p.m. show was suspended as crew members scrambled to fix the carpet. A calm male voice explained via the speakers, this performance cannot continue. We regret any inconvenience this may have caused. Audience members were instructed to evacuate. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, at this time, we ask that you please exit through the doors on your right. No injuries were reported, and Susie Brown from Disneyland says, as is our safety practice, both performers were harnessed and they were uninjured. Did you see the video? <laughs> I did not. They were swinging. They were like, just oh, really? swinging upside uh, down. Yeah, it's calm, on YouTube. Yeah. A calm male voice? Calm. As opposed to, oh, crap! <laughs> <laughs> it was very calm. As opposed to Nathan Lane. <laughs> oh, the humanity. <laughs> As the carpet crashes to the ground. Yeah, they were just dangling there upside down. Just like, it was wow. weird. You could see them just kind of swaying in the breeze. <laughs> I would have been freaking. Mm-hmm. Sort of like we did this morning. You yeah, wouldn't so. have made it past the audition, dear. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I would have been freaking if I was there, not necessarily on the carpet. The carpet couldn't hold me. Okay. Never mind. All right. And our second news story, Transformers The Ride 3D coming to Universal Orlando. Speaking of a great movie with rich content. Intellectual property. <laughs> exactly. With Transformers The Ride 3D about to launch in Hollywood and Singapore, Universal Studios is looking to bring the giant, the giant alien ro- robots to at least one other park, according to Steven Spielberg. Spielberg, boy, I'm in trouble. Yeah, Steven really. Spielberg. <laughs> Though Universal has yet to make a formal announcement about the new Transformers-themed attraction for its Orlando resort, the director claimed in a recent interview that a ride was in the works. While speaking with the Orlando Sentinel, Spielberg dropped the following hint. I always like to hear that people are still coming to the attractions we already have in the park. I know everybody's going to Harry Potter right now, but we think Transformers is going to pretty 
to be pretty amazing. We've been working on that for about three years. It should be ready soon. I don't have an announcement yet, but it should be coming there soon. The park is yet to publicly reveal Stephen's any... Stephen's well-spoken. He is, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> the, plan, the plan is yet to publicly reveal any plans for a new... The park is yet to publicly reveal any plans for a new ride. Soon. Soon. <laughs> there, is, <laughs> there is speculation that the Transformers ride could end up in Universal's Islands of Adventure alongside such fan favorites as the Incredible Hulk and uh, the many Amazing Adventures of Spider-Man. Soon. Soon. <laughs> Excited wow. and soon. I think this announcement kind of got overpowered by the Avatar announcement at Disney. Because remember that weekend, Kevin, we kept seeing new rides. But it's in. also not an official announcement. So, you know. Well, the news it had have, it on. The news had. The it news. didn't have the fanfare that normally yeah. goes along well, with. Well, this one's going to cost $11. <laughs> Transformers. Now, you know, again, I think you can, even if you don't like the movie Transformers, they, you know, they could come up with an Awesome attraction oh, yeah. from this, yeah. absolutely. So, I think there's also the flip side is true too. I mean, look at E.T. the ride. I mean, he had a great, tremendous movie that sold a lot, and they made that stupid thing where you ride a bike in the air. Oh, I thought that was. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's pretty it's, much a flying wedgie, is what it is. <laughs> no, it's, it could it's, become you know Transformers builds rat barges too, though. It's a, a you know, E.T. is Universal's version of Peter Pan. Uh, it's you know very similar ride ride mechanism, very similar you know the whole flyover thing, um, you know telling the story, um, but that was also built in 1980 something, so uh, you know a lot's happened in technology. Uh, so is Splash Mountain. I mean, and uh, yeah, my my point my point being that you know. Uh, my point being that uh, uh, they can. We're, we're talking about. We're also talking about. Uh, you know, in terms of Avatar, we're talking about Disney Imagineers. I don't know that Disney Imagineers would have created the ET ride that right. way, but not for nothing. That ET ride was enormously popular for many, 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 many years. Now it's you know it's lost some of that popularity because it's four hundred years old, but. When it was opened, you know, for years after it was open, I can remember us coming down in the in the mid to late nineties. Yeah, but it doesn't. It, that it, mean, had, it just means it hasn't stayed, stayed the stood the test of, of stood the test of time. Right. I mean, <laughs> Space Mountain has been open since nineteen seventy three, but you still have to wait in line for it. And they, but and they, but they also had to continue. They've had to rehab it. and They've had to change it right um, uh, over the years. Um, but it's to, still basically the same ride. It is still basically the same ride. It's an indoor roller coaster, but we're talking about two entirely different types of rides. It's all good. Nonetheless, <laughs> nonetheless, I you know we're talking about Disney Imagineers taking a property like Avatar, and I'm telling you, you're going to eat your words. Do you you're think going to eat your words? I didn't say anything bad. I, think, I just said right. I'm ambivalent about it. I, I agree not, with you. I think Avatar is a great movie. I'm talking about this Transformers thing. You don't have Disney Imagineers. And you've got, you know, yeah, but it, cool. I mean, I you remember know, Max's Transformers. I, just, I still have one. I'll, I'll add know, it somewhere in, in terms of. You, you, while I don't think Universal's, you know, engineering team—we won't call them Imagineers because they're not—but um, while I don't know that they have that they rise to the level of Walt Disney Imagineering, these are the people that produced Spider-Man, 
And Spider-Man was, for many years, considered the number one theme park attraction in the world. Go back to The Mummy. Um, that's a great ride. It's a great ride. Granted, it's very similar to Indiana Jones, uh, which I was... Uh, Indiana Jones out in Disneyland, Temple of Doom, mm-hmm. and The Mummy are very similar. Oh, I don't Similar know. ride vehicles. Really? Yes. Yeah, it's the same ride mechanism. But it's almost the same ride mechanism. Hmm. Why do I enjoy Indiana Jones? Yeah. I absolutely hate the mummy. Dinosaur is the same ride. Yeah, mechanism. dinosaur. Yeah. yeah, same same thing. Okay. Well, I hate the mummy. Um, you'd you'd hate uh, Indiana Jones in Disneyland Paris. It goes upside down. Are you serious? Actually, loops. literally. Yes. Mm. It's an actual roller coaster. Cool. Oh no no. It's an no, actual no, roller coaster. No no no. No thanks. So and it's based on the second movie. The one where Kate Capshaw screamed for two hours. <laughs> you call him Dr. Jones. <laughs> I like that. And they like brings. So, anyway. So, getting letters. All right. And our last news story. First, ultra luxury hotel planned for inside Walt Disney World. Disney World is opening its gates to the first hotel that's not a Disney branded one. And the first five star hotel that will be inside the Florida theme park. Four Seasons has announced construction will begin in December on a $360 million. 444-room resort with views of Disney's Magic Kingdom. Wow, $360 million. Uh, It will have several restaurants, a spa, basketball and tennis courts, and three pools. And it'll likely become my favorite hotel on Mm -hmm. Disney World the minute it opens. When it opens in late 2014, it will be the largest of the Toronto-based luxury hotel operators' properties. This is interesting. Four Seasons expects to fill half the rooms with families who want to take a Disney World vacation and the other half with conventioneers and business mm. meeting attendees. Yep. Four Seasons is a big property among business travelers, among high-end business travelers. Um, and it's a, it's, it's a sterling brand. I mean, it's an incredibly good brand. And, uh, yeah, I think, I, honestly, I think they'll do very well. You think you'll get, you think they'll fill 222 room nights Room nights and uh, you know what I'm trying to say with the casual Disney travel traveler. I don't is think this Waldorf is targeted open? towards the you casual. You know what? You know what? I if the Disneyland Paris hotel can fill that resort at effectively the equivalent of 1,200 U.S. dollars a night, I believe anything. Four Seasons is a strong brand, and there is a there is a, a tra- there are travelers out there that, w- and because I've heard this from people that aren't Disney fans when they talk about Disney hotels versus luxury hotels that aren't Disney, and Disney doesn't stack up well. Right. And I've got to be honest, they don't, they don't, and I think that's going to end up being a problem for Disney that they're not anticipating. Is that Four Seasons is an actual luxury resort? And when its prices are going toe-to-toe with the Grand Floridian and people start comparing the two, it's not going to compare well. I don't know if I read this or not, but it will be the first five-star resort yeah. at Walt Disney World. Yeah, and, and when they say it's going to be a draw for the nearby Golden Oak, I mean, those are multi-million dollar homes. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the people no, they're, they're attracting... They're looking for... Yeah, because you've got to keep in mind that you know your average room at a Four Seasons is going to be five, six, seven hundred dollars $700 a night. So this is going to be for a very select clientele. You're That's right. why it's only how many how many rooms did you say it was? Four forty four. Okay, by Disney standards, it's a small hotel. That's a small hotel. And this is going to cost. This hotel is going to cost two thirds the price of Avatar. Yeah. One hotel. Yep. 
Well, because, again, it's that Four Seasons brand. It's got to be a certain type of property in order to be a Four Seasons. And if they're going to make it a five-star, then, yeah, it's got to be. It's funny because Four Seasons is usually very subtle. You don't usually see Four Seasons hotels. You don't. They're usually kind of, I don't want to say secluded. They're in the middle of everything, but they're not flashy at all. No. And this is... Um, the one, it's a, a surprising place for them to build a hotel. The one thing that does concern me about it, though, is that the Waldorf, um, the Waldorf Astoria, which, again, not technically on Disney property, but really it is for all intents and purposes. You can spit on Disney property for yeah. Um The Waldorf hasn't done all that well. As a matter of fact, that Hilton does much better. It's owned by the same people, but that Hilton next door does much better. Then the Waldorf does, and a lot of times what you're going to find is a standard room at the Waldorf and a standard room at that Hilton are about the same price. Mm. I haven't stayed there, but I love the Waldorf Hotel. The Waldorf is gorgeous. I mean, the Hilton at Hilton is gorgeous, oh, too. Hilton. I, I mean, haven't even been in there. It's, I'm not a huge fan of Hilton's, but boy, oh boy, that mm. is a gorgeous Hilton. I am after our stay in Paris. I thought our hotel in Paris was, um, besides the fact that it was stuck in the middle of Paris, which certainly helps... It was. I thought it was a great hotel. It was a great hotel. I love the Art Deco. I mean, it was real heavy. I thought our room was very comfortable. I thought our the amenities were nice. I thought the service was good. I just liked everything about it. I agree. I agree. It was a good hotel. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how it does. But you know, I'm excited to see. It's a lot of expansion going on. Mm-hmm. I didn't do the. Worst. I think the bottom line is, no matter what we say, whether we think this is going to be a good idea or a bad idea, I think the fact that we're getting. New things at the park is good for Orlando. It's good for us. Oh, yeah. It's good for the travel industry. Yep, absolutely. It's good for theme park competition. It's good for the tourists. It's good right. for people It's also coming. good for conversation. It gives us something to talk about. It's something new, yeah. Right. But I, I think it, the bottom line is it's good for everybody involved. Whether you like the individual property, you're ambivalent about it, or you're excited about it, it's still good for the, the theme park industry. This is also fantastic for the local economy. Yep. I mean, in, in this horrible recession that we're in. jobs. Right. There's a tremendous amount of money coming into the world. 2,000 construction workers will have the job. The problem with Avatar is it's not going to be ready for five years. I'm not usually that good at waiting. Yeah. You're impatient. You yell at the microwave. (laughs) All right. Thank you very much for that, John. Let's move on to rapid fire. I will. Okay. Oh, good Lord. I could tell by the sound of voice she was tired of hearing me. Well, somebody had to stop you. Um... She took one for the team. <laughs> uh, I just found out yesterday Whoopi Goldberg's name has been pulled off for pulled off the uh, candlelight processional. I wonder list. why. Yeah, it could just be a a, a work related thing. Gary Sneeze used to do. I know Sneeze. Gary Sneeze. That's what he would used to do Christmas Eve Sneeze, every year. You mean yeah, whatever. And like at one year, all of a sudden, like days before he was supposed to be there, they replaced him. So it could just be a work. Could conflict. be a scheduling thing, yeah. you know, but. I know some, a lot of people will be disappointed if it, so it's to be announced. They don't know who it is yet, so I don't know. Interesting. Okay, thank you. Quick, rapid. That's what it's <laughs> supposed to be, right? Okay. Corey. Epcot's Food and Wine Festival starts this Friday, September yeah. the 30th. Golly. I know I'll be there for sure. Um, it's the official start of fall for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll, I'll be there. We'll have a gallery, a photo gallery up that night, um, early that the next day. Um, Keep an eye out for it. Also, I'm still adding videos uh, of Alani's Resort to 
YouTube. So check it out, youtube.com forward slash www.info.com. Bear with me. I'm not a videographer. I'm a photographer, so it's taken me some, some time to do this. <laughs> so you think uh, it's going to just still be a food festival for Max, or it will now be a food and wine festival for Max? I, I think that's up to Max. <laughs> food and wine, Max. Go for it. I don't know. I don't want it to happen. He'll have the food and you can provide the wine. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Corey. Kevin. Dreams Unlimited Travel's early booking discount for Adventures by Disney is going to end in the next couple of days. So if you're sitting on the fence, it's time to get off. Take advantage of an early booking discount. It's not being offered anywhere else that I can see. Book your adventure now. Okay. Kevin at DreamsUnlimitedTravel.com. All right, then. All right. I have two. Kevin and I are going to be in the parks October 1st, actually going to be in the Magic Kingdom October 1st for the 40th anniversary of the cool. Magic oh, Kingdom. We'll so yeah, I'll be there, yeah. too. You guys want to join we us? We actually look thought for us? that maybe we could work as the Borg and people would find us easier. The Borg? Travel it's as a, a group. It's something he says. I don't even know what it means. <laughs> Travel as a group? Yes. I would love to, I would love to join you, but I'm not ready to leave him for that length of time. I thought you can say face my public. No, no, I don't want to leave Max for that length of time just yet. You know, if you call your doctor, you could have him listed as a therapy dog. No, he he couldn't I'm be. That was yeah, a joke. Yeah, no, no, and we have to. You know, he's still. I still got to watch. I mean, I'd love to be there for it. I really would. So maybe, a couple of maybe Walter signings. will watch them when I can go. Yeah, there's not there, so far. There's not a lot announced. There's going to be some kind of thing at the castle stage at 10 a.m. At 10 a.m. And then there's going to be some artist signings there. And mm-hmm. Kevin Kidney and Jody Cole are going to be there. And there's a 40th anniversary watch that's kind of cool. Pin release. Um, that the gentleman whose name I can never pronounce that you like, who makes the miniatures, uh, Bob Oshevsky. He's going to be there. Um. Special 40th uh, anniversary cupcakes. Ooh. At the bakery. Yeah, special wow. tag on the fireworks at the end I'll of the I'll check evening. that out for everybody. The so if you're going to be there October 1st, look for us. There's others. Look for I the missed. podcast crew. There's going to be things at the jewelers. There's going to be things at the Diamond Horseshoe Review. That's where they're going to be signing things, artist signings. And they're throughout the day. Yeah, Sounds maybe like it's going to be maybe, a madhouse. No. It is. It's going to be busy. Yeah. Are you going, Corey? We'll see. It really depends on what we want to do with the kids. I mean, pod. Oh, here we go. Pushing a double stroller around a crowded theme park like that on an event day like that might be a little crazy. It's a Saturday. Yeah. So that adds to the crowds for sure. I just, I don't know. I'm... There's going to be a, a limited edition pin that says, I was there for the 40th anniversary. Mm-hmm. There's 1,500 of them. Wow. And they'll be on eBay that night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. All right, and my second one, I'm very excited about this. A Shula Burger is coming to Orlando in 2012. Shaped like a football? I don't know. I hope so. <laughs> I hope it's the same size and weight. But he's opening up a burger joint? He's opening up a burger joint. Oh, wow. Um, the same people who brought you Shula's restaurant. Uh, they're going to have one in Isla Mirada and by the end of the year, and then they're scheduling one for Fort Lauderdale, Delray Beach, Kendall, and Orla- Orlando and Tampa in 2012. Shula cool. Burger. I'm excited about that. Yeah. I mean, I love their steaks. Mm-hmm. So. Not hula burger. Oh. It'll be like a drive-through, like a. I hope they deliver. I hope they're really. Thick, hope they deliver. <laughs> really thick patties, and not those little thin ones. Yeah. yeah, I like Five Guys, but their patties are thin. Okay. Talking food. Thank you for that, John. Kathy. Okay, I have two parking lot stories today. Uh, first one is that for food and wine. They're restricting the parking lot at the Yacht and Beach Club and the Boardwalk to people with um, 
reservations, if you're attending a convention event, uh, if you have any recreational activities going on there, or spa reservations, so you can't just talk your way through the gate for yeah, parking. sounds like a challenge. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure somebody will try it. And in other breaking news at the Magic Kingdom, they changed their parking lot over there. We were there for the grand unveiling last Friday, and... It's, it's supposed to make your experience getting back to your car faster, but they've now changed the names of the parking lots. The side that had Minnie and Pluto, because I can never remember all the names, is now Woody, Aladdin, Peter Pan, Simba, Mulan, and Rapunzel. That's the hero side of the lot. The villain side of the lot is what was formerly the Seven Dwarfs. It's Zerg, Jafar, Hook, Scar, Cruella, and Ursula. So now when you board a tram, it has a little like plaque on the front of it that, that says an H or a V. So now you need to remember what side of the parking lot. They did park. away with the emotional dwarfs? Yes. Yeah. So now you have to remember what side and what lot. And what lot and, and what, what number. Yeah, because Minnie's so much harder to remember than Zerg. Well, apparently the employee, the cast members picked the names for the lots. Why change them at all? I don't know. I don't well, know they've been they... changed before. They used to be something else a long Supposed time ago. Th- supposedly, this is the first time this has been done since Magic Kingdom opened. And now when you get to the TTC and it's time to load, to go back out to your car, there's the big covered areas and one says heroes and one says villains. So you're going to make sure, you need to make sure that you get on the right side because they it's don't cross over. I don't really care either way. I mean, I don't really have an emotional attachment to the parking lot. I mean, they could name it hot, hotter, even hotter, and yeah. I wouldn't care. Far, farther, yeah. farthest. Yeah. Well, that was the joke about Jafar. You know, just <laughs> Jafar. Jafar into yeah. the parking lot. Yeah. So, and, when you, and when you leave the parking area at the TTC now, when you start to go down and there's that little like tunnel, there's lights there. And you go out on the left-hand side. And once they go through the tunnel, that's where they decide if they're going to the left huh. or to the right. So it's, it's a little bit different. So was there like a ceremony that you went to? <laughs> we missed. There was. There actually was a no, ceremony. No, don't tell me there was a ceremony. Yes, there <laughs> actually was a ceremony. Was there a pin? No, there wasn't a pin, but um, they had like a ribbon that the tram went through. And they Chip had, and Dale were there, weren't they? <laughs> they had the two cast members that had worked in ticketing and transportation for like 30 some years drive the tram through the ribbon and they had you know okay wake me up when this is over but um so just be aware when you park at magic kingdom that there's a change now didn't make that much difference this morning i parked in aladdin and yeah i didn't realize that was a lot i kept thinking you kept saying man i said there's no many where you parked at a hidden mini lot okay they worked in the parking lot for 36 years yeah Ticketing and transportation, not yeah, necessarily. That, in the <coughs> I say that's a long time on your knees. But they were, there were some people that were knees. very excited. It's a long time on your knees? What, are, been, what do you I, think they do? What are they doing in the parking lot? <laughs> what the I heck mean, goes on in the parking lot? hard on your knees if you've been standing up for 36 years. Oh, oh. And you must be really tame. <laughs> must be hard I didn't get that treatment when I was there. <laughs> <laughs> really? You're thinking of the wrong you parking lot. extra? You're thinking of Rachel's. Heroes, villains, and hookers. I went in that lot. Where's that lot at? Okay, all right. Let's let's bring it back. Bring everybody take a deep breath. You started it. Thank you, Kathy. Walter, what do you have? 
Okay, in place in place of Cat Core, there's going to be Charles Maddox at the Food and Wine Festival. Who the he, hell is that? He is known as the Poor Chef, whose familiar line is, "What can you cook for seven dollars?" And I've never heard that line, so it's not really. Familiar. I've never heard of him. No, I I've never either. heard of the Poor Chef. Where Where's he come from? What's the details? Well, the wrong side of the tracks. <laughs> the wrong side of the parking lot. It's all I got, Teresa. I don't know you have the to do something. He's the one on his knees in the Magic Kingdom parking lot, isn't he? <laughs> Cooking on the pavement for seven bucks. <laughs> However, the price, apparently he's not as famous because the price went from $150 to $125. Oh, to go see him? Yeah. Cook something for $7. Right. You have to pay $125 to see him cook $7 worth of stuff. <laughs> I do that in my kitchen every day. I don't think I... <laughs> Speaking of which, we tried to sign up for Jimmy Dean. James, Jimmy Dean. James, the sausage guy? No, who's James the, Dean. Paula Dean. <laughs> Paula Dean's son. Oh. Jimmy, 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 Jimmy Dean. Are you going to go wow. see the gay one? James, they're Sorry. both. You have to James. be more specific than that. <laughs> but anyway, we, we <laughs> called. Qua. Look at her face. We, we tried. And I'm like, did I miss something? We tried calling this morning, and the cast member didn't know what we were talking about. Is his name Jimmy and Dean? Neither do we. No, Paula Dean, uh, Jamie, and I know her oh, son does he show up Jamie for and Jamie and the Epcot. ugly one. I don't know what the yeah, other one's name. Bobby, Bobby. Bobby. Okay, it's the good looking one. <laughs> yeah, it's the good looking one. Wow. I hope we don't get sued. <laughs> <They're brutal>. boys. <laughs> Thank you, son. Call them. Well, yeah, we'll give them a couple pounds of butter. They'll be happy. You're welcome, mom. I, we we met Jamie, Katie, and I met Jamie a couple years ago. He's he's a they are. Man. They are person. mama's boys, very, aren't very, they? very nice. And his seminar is only thirteen dollars. Whoa! So, and there's seven dollars worth of butter. You're right. Yeah, that's okay. All right, <laughs> all right. That will do it for rapid fire. That will also do it for this segment. We will be back with you again next time with another episode of the Diz Unplugged Roundtable. Thanks for listening, and remember. Stay out of the damn lakes. <laughs>